0: Hello, and welcome to the Outlier podcast, the podcast for everyone who's interested in building better homes. My name is Sandra, and I am hosting this podcast with Anthony, the founder and lead designer at Outlier Studio, who is passionate about creating beautiful and high performing homes. Together, we sit down once a month to chat with industry experts and to answer your questions about high performance homes. We want to educate Australians about the possibilities of energy efficient design and to change the way we build houses today we hope you join us
1: on that journey we have met anthony stag a few months ago when we picked up our very own RetroTech blower door test kit anthony is the managing director of two businesses fire protection technologies and energy conservation technologies a company that sells blower doors and provides training to perform residential blower door tests We are so happy he took the time out of his busy schedule to sit down and have a chat with us about what a blower door test really is and how it can be useful for not only newly built homes but also existing houses. He even shared some of his own experiences with his current renovation and how he utilized a blower door test to help identify the major weak points in his home. Now, for anyone looking to have a blower door test and some thermal images done to their home, please feel free to reach out to us at Outlier Studio as we do offer this service. But first, let's get into this episode with Anthony Stack from Energy Conservation Technologies. All right.
0: Thank you again, Anthony. This is going to be the episode with the two Anthony, so uh, pardon me if anyone listening is confused. Um, We'll try to make it as uh, easy to understand as possible who we're chatting to, but I'm hoping the majority of the time it will be Anthony Stack, who I've just introduced before. Thanks for taking the time today, Anthony. Pleasure. Yeah, and um, we've actually had the pleasure of um, meeting in person a couple of months ago when we picked up our own uh, blower door test kit and did a little um, teaching and workshop uh, at your premises. And that's kind of how that whole conversation um, between us started. Um, So we already spoke about it a little bit, but maybe can you just tell our listeners what your um, background is and how you got started in um, providing knowledge and kits for blower door tests?
2: Oh, by chance, <laughs> by chance. So I actually was studying architectural technology yeah. when I when I came out of high school, and um, in, at that time there was uh, I think it was really there was a recession. So I finished a diploma in architectural technology or an advanced diploma, and I had good drafting skills. So I applied as a uh, trainee draftee for a fire protection company and started to learn how to design fire systems. And, hmm. and 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 draw up the plans for them, and it just evolved from there. From there, I um, I completed a diploma in fire technology, and then continued on my journey in the fire protection industry, and um, and then eventually finished some postgraduate studies in in fire risk engineering. Yeah. So my career is very fire orientated. Yeah. But, uh, but now I'm also a director of a company called Energy Conservation Technology. Um, yeah which um, basically takes the blower door and uses it for energy efficiency, which is probably more what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually a good segue over to um, kind of how we uh, yeah, got to know each other. Um, it is through um, that new reaching out into the energy efficiency um, sector of things. Um, so can you explain what is, um, what is the approach within residential or also commercial buildings, I guess, Um, what do, um, what do blower door tests do? And I mean, I guess they identify air leaks, but why is that important?
2: Well, if we start with the the equipment, uh, there's really no difference between, you know, a fire blower door system and an energy blower door system. Um, they do, uh, quantify leakage. Um, they use different types of software. Um, but they do quantify leakage. So the blower door system uh, is comprised of a, uh, a fan, mm-hmm. um, a digital manometer, and we put that fan in a doorway and uh, basically we are depressurizing and pressurising the enclosure um, and we, 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 we take measurements with regards to induced pressures and what sort of leakage rate we are uh, 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 having at those, those varying uh, pressures. So typically between energy and fire, um, the codes are slightly, well, the protocols are slightly different, but we're taking differential pressure readings uh, between anywhere between sort of 10 and 75 pascals, and at those particular induced pressure readings, we we, uh, record these flow readings. And from that, we can actually quantify in a singular point what is the collective leakage of an enclosure. In fire, we use that total leakage area. And we, we CFD model um, the I guess the the impact on the the gases because they are they have a different density than air and they they behave differently across an opening uh, with gravity pulling down these these agents through these openings so we can model that and when it comes to energy efficiency it's interesting because we we model that with regards to energy efficiency um, mm-hmm. you know, just how how leaky a uh, an enclosure is because it can impact how much energy you're using with regards to heating and cooling, um, and your, your comfort levels, um, as well as other things like, um, you know, pollutants and so forth. So uh, we don't often visually see much leakage in an enclosure when we walk through, but if you do a yeah. blow door test and you quantify that leakage in a single hole, you would be dramatically surprised how big that actual hole is. It would be like leaving a door open potentially, or leaving a window open permanently. Yeah. So when we see it in a singular form, we realise that is unacceptable. But when you break that whole leakage area, single leakage area, into finer leakage points that you can't see visually, we don't notice it. And uh, it, it can play havoc on our comfort levels and our energy bills.
3: Yeah, I, I have to admit that um, that was probably, it still is the most exciting part is that initial um, depressurization of a home and just walking through it and just being astonished by where air is infiltrating and just how much. And uh, I can't speak more highly of the the retrotech software either. You know, just being able to quantify that and, and sort of give a real world example of how big that area would be that's, you know, if it was the equivalent of say an
2: open window or door. Correct. And that's the hardest disconnect for the layperson where they don't quite understand walking through and quantifying visually whether they have a leaky home and the the blower door system to me, it doesn't lie. It, it 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 actually tells the truth. When you, like you said, when you when you subject a home to a, a depressurization or a pressurisation and use a, a handheld smoke puffer on suspect leakage areas, there are so many that you can add up through every aspect or area area of your home, whether it's through through doors, windows, through power points, through wall cavities that haven't been capped off. Uh, you name it, and you uh, through fans, exhaust fans, you add all those up and you you you're shocked. at the, yeah. the total level of of, of uh, leakage area that your your home has. And once you explain that to a home homeowner and say, "Look, um, I'm going to leave your window open permanently throughout yeah. the year, they would say, "You can't do that. That's unacceptable.
0: Yeah. yeah, i would
2: be I would be so cold or so hot during the summer, and my energy bills are going to be enormous. But they actually have that. It's just broken up into smaller points in various parts of the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, that probably leads
3: into your own experiences, um, you know, with a leaky home. So maybe we can uh, chat about your own home, Anthony, and uh, share your thoughts. Yes,
2: let's embarrassingly (laughs) talk about my own home. So it's timely that this question um, has been asked because um, I live in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. And uh, I bought a home nearly a decade ago. Uh, original house was 1959. And uh, there was an extension for the previous um, owners uh, to, to increase the size of the, um, the house. And I haven't really done anything to that home. I know it's leaky. Um, I, I've gone through with a thermal camera um just to to uh, look how well the insulation was done throughout the house which was uh, which was horrific um, but uh, last year I embarked on a renovation now I'm not going to the extent of passive house um, but I did um, subject my house to a um, to a blow door test before we started the renovation and I um, um, I'm going to complete, you know, post-renovation, re- uh, I'm going to subject the house to a blower door test. My results uh, on the existing house um, was about 30 air changes per hour at oh, wow. 50 pascals of induced pressure. Yeah.
0: That might be a good um, good little time to explain the numbers Um I just had a reaction to that because I kind of have in the back of my head, um, what is a good number? What is a bad number? But maybe could you um, give our listeners a little bit of an overview of what is good and what is not so good?
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me quantify what an air change per hour is. So the volume of your house. So if the volume of your house, and I'll try and keep the numbers simplistic, let's just say that. Um, your house is uh, you know, 500 cubic metres of volume. You've measured up all your area of your house and uh, multiplied that by the height to work out what the volume of the house is. Uh, one air change. So if my house was 500 cubic metres of volume, uh, then one air change would be 500 cubic metres per hour. And my house was 30 times that. Now that's at an elevated pressure at 50 pascals used with the blower door so the process can be repeated with accuracy. The house is probably naturally not going to be subjected to 50 pascals of induced pressure unless you're in some sort of cyclone conditions. <laughs> so the house does cycle with regards to um, external influences that put pressure negative and positive on the house and they could range anywhere between sort of you know zero to you know, possibly, you know, five, six, seven, possibly even 10 pascals, um, depending on the conditions. But we test at an elevator to 50 pascals so we can redo with accuracy yeah. and we have to retest. There has to be some point where we can emphasise uh, yeah. leakage and, and quantify it again. So, yeah, one air change is, the, is, is one volumetric change of that house per hour, and mine was measuring 30 times that, um, which is atrocious. So... <laughs> Um, you could imagine, um, when you're trying to heat or cool a home, if it's that leaky and the volume of that home is changing, uh, per hour, it would be just, yeah, it's like leaving, you know, putting your, your heating and cooling on and just leaving a door or two open. Yeah. It's just money flying out the door. Yeah. Um, now what is good on the other spectrum, what is excellent, the Germans Um, have uh, developed a, I don't know, what would you call it, a philosophy of construction, uh, techniques and materials of construction called Passive House, which you're all familiar with.
0: Yes, very much. (laughs)
2: Um, And Passive House um, takes seriously as part of the process of certifying that house, they take seriously air leakage or air permeability, whatever terminology you want to use, the exchange of volume. Yeah. Of that house, um, and they set a benchmark for that, um, which is the other extreme sp- uh, uh, end of the spectrum. So there, so my house was thirty air changes per hour. Passive house, if you were certifying your house to passive house, it's 0.6 of an air change. So it's not wow. even one air change.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because passive house is 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 really a um, uh, quite a strict uh, you know technique for design. Um, materials, construction techniques to ensure that your your house is very energy efficient. Um, so the, the two spectrums. I've got a very old house, or half of my house was 1959. The extension done 15 years ago was, you know, had no input to in, with regards to energy efficiency, and I'm measuring 30 air changes at 50 pascals. Yeah. If I was building a house to passive house and I wanted it certified at 50 pascals, it would be 0.6 of an air change.
0: That's a massive difference.
2: Now, in 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 uh, modern days, you know what is good. Um, you would only go down to a 0.6 or close to 0.6 for passive house if you had some sort of heat recovery system because you do need some exchange of air. Because you have occupants, you have cooking, um, all these sorts of activities in the house. So you do need to change the, the the volume of the house, but it needs to be controlled. And that's what a heat recovery system does. Um, you know, what is good? Uh, these days, I've done a couple of blower door systems for some new houses that should be sort of six star rated and so forth. And some of them are, are quite respectable at um, anywhere between sort of eight and 10 air changes per hour. So um, yeah, what is good? I would say today, if you didn't have any thought associated with uh, with air infiltration or air leakage, um, you know, 10's probably a good point. Um, yeah. And if you manage to get, uh, if you, if you, getting really down low you really need to start thinking about how you recover a system
3: yeah the uh i think currently there's a performance solution so it's voluntary in the national construction code and um you know that's for um that's at 10 air changes so to test the you know one of the ways to test a building's um envelope for air tightness or permeability is yeah is the blower door and they've set that benchmark at 10 air changes Um, and i have recently heard that they've just introduced or will introduce come for September 1st with the National Construction Code that um, if it's still voluntary to test, but if you do use that method and it comes up at 5 ACH or less, you then have to introduce mechanical ventilation into the home. So that's, that part yeah. will be mandatory. So don't, uh, don't
2: hold me to that, but um, that's, uh, yeah, I think that
3: one came through the Builders Declare uh, podcast. So I'll I'd, uh, I'd check with them.
2: Yeah, there you go. So if you're at ten, naturally, that's probably a, a, a good point as a default point to start with. Um, that should offer you some level of comfort and, 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 and improved energy efficiency. And that's exactly where I'm trying to get to with my house. So I've been educating my builder, who's not a passive house builder, um, and it is a renovation. It's not not a, a new build from start where I could probably plan a bit better um, for energy efficiency. So you know, I'm going through. Um, making them aware with regards to installation and installation making them aware of um, the gaps because all the windows are going to be replaced with double glazed um, so they're and the existing building is not straight unfortunately so there's <laughs> there's, there's gaps around uh, windows so um, in fact this week they are of uh, I've dropped off a bunch of low expansion foam and uh, we've had some briefings on site and I'm trying to educate my builder and the tradies on site um, just to what to look out for. If you can see through the gap of a window to atmosphere, it's only going to be sealed by an architrave. So, um, you know, they've they've gone through the last two days, uh, basically putting foam in every gap that they can see at the moment. Um, yeah. which will will improve um, I'm sure the blower door tests when I get to do it. And then next when the the plumbers come in and start punching through holes through through areas, I'll have the same briefing with them to make sure that they're they're trying to seal up um, uh, whatever they're penetrating through. so
0: yeah
2: we, uh, we, we're eliminating that that open link between outside atmosphere, I guess we're trying to define an, an air barrier within the, yeah. uh, within the house. Yeah, Yeah. fantastic.
0: That's actually a great example to kind of hear your own personal experience um, with this because um, I think a a big question that people would have would A, be – is a blower door only something if you're considering passive house, which I think you've kind of already answered um, that it's not. Um, And B, um, when is the right time to get a blower door test done? Because as I understood it from you talking before, um, there are several different occasions uh, where you get the blower door test out in in your home. Is that right?
2: Uh, Yes, yes. So for anyone that's doing a renovation or a build, or whether it's passive house or not passive house, you would want to subject the house to a blower door system before the plaster goes on. yeah. Because once the plaster goes on, and sometimes you are using the plaster as the air barrier, but then it's probably too late if you do have leakage points behind the plaster. So you don't want to be ripping down your internal skin um, to try and find these these large, potentially large or minor leakage points. Um, So during the construction process, uh, once the trades have gone through, Mm. Whether that be electrical or plumbing, or even HVAC, you know uh, those trades going through. Uh, once they've they've gone through, it would be nice to subject the house to a blower door test because you can, one, you can quantify where you're at um, with how many air changes or air permeability rates of cubic meters per hour per square meter of surface area. Um, you can quantify it, but not only that, you can use the blower door system to create a positive pressure of about 15 to 20 pascals, walk around the house with a either a thermal camera or just a handheld smoke puffer just to uh, subject some of those suspect leakage points. And if you've got an induced pressure at 15 or 20 pascals, it's going to push that smoke out dramatically. You'll be able to f- you know, visually see uh, the smoke being sucked out to outside because you've got a positive, you're, you're inducing the house to a positive pressure. You're blowing it up like a balloon. Yeah, um, And it's a great way to just walk around and just take note of where all these leakage points are, address those, and then then you put your plaster on and uh, subject your home to a, a final um, blower door test. But anyone that, that – it doesn't have to be a renovation too. It could be – you can still, um, you know, organise a blower door test for – for just a house that wants to, you know, homeowners that just want to improve their level of uh, energy efficiency. So there are some basic um, uh, things that they can do, whether it, 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 it's uh, sealing up windows and doors a bit better or uh, extraction ventilation, um, sealing up the cavities on top of walls if they get into the, um, to the roof roof cavity or space. There's certain basic uh, things that can be done just to improve a, a house that's already been built and uh, that will, will improve your comfort levels with the minimal of cost, really, yeah. minimal of cost.
3: Yeah, it's, it's great you touched on that because I agree that there they really are basic things with a, a very minimal cost outlay and it's just not apparent to most homeowners or um, those who are, you know, about to start building um, and those things can be... You know, in existing homes can quickly and easily be identified using a blower door test, or yeah, in new homes, just be mindful of it and be aware of it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you the importance. It it is simple, it is easy to do, it's not overly complicated. Correct,
2: correct, and it it is. It's 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 it raises eyebrows for any uh for any homeowner at whatever stage, even if it's non renovation or non build stage, you know, just to quantify the amount of leakage the house might have and where it is coming from. Um, it is a real eye-opener for them. And certainly the quantification. Once you tell them that, hey, you've got a, you know, you potentially have a half a metre by a half a metre or a metre by a metre total leakage area, it's like, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's like living with a window open. It, it's re- literally the first thing that we point out on the
3: report. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yep, yep. And then you, you show them that dimension. <laughs> what are we talking about? You've got an area of length by width. Uh, this is open permanently with your house. Yeah. And as, as I said, there's a single point they would deem it unacceptable. If you said, "Is this acceptable? Do you have a meter by meter leakage in your house?" They'd say, "No, that's unacceptable." Well, you have that. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do about it now?
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. So, what can people do? I mean, we've talked about um potential, the potential to get a blower door test um done at your renovation your existing house even just to have it as a starting point um, but if I'm interested in a blower to test um, are there any resources that you can recommend um, where can homeowners find further assistance with with that topic?
2: Sure look uh, you know the internet is a, a, a you know, powerful search tool that we can find um, if you typed in blower door you'd get lots of things that, that come up uh, including our website so you know for us, we can put homeowners onto uh, businesses that have the appropriate equipment and certifications to be able to perform a blower door test with with with, with a level of uh, competency. Uh, there is also the Air Infiltration and Ventilation Association of Australia, uh, which which we are a member of. That is an industry group that we developed many years ago, in order to provide a single point of a single point of contact for the industry. Uh, to engage with other government or to engage with customers. On that particular website, you would find um, blower door companies and, and technicians that are certified to perform uh, a, a blower door test. So there's, yeah, there's a few touch points that you can find uh, to find an appropriate company that can perform that particular test.
0: Yeah, and maybe um, on that note, um, Anthony can, Anthony J. I have to say, <laughs> there, there we go, the first time <laughs> with the two Anthonys. Um, Anthony J., can you maybe um, explain um, as uh, Outlier offers testing as well, what would be included in that service from your point of view?
3: So, there's probably two parts to that testing service. Um, the first one is if you have an existing home, um, we can, yeah, um, come and install a blower door um, and depressurize or pressurize, we do both. Uh, but the, we usually find that the depressurization test, we're able to feel the air coming in, um, literally with your hand. Um, sometimes it's such a severe leak that it's it's blowing you in the face, like someone has a <laughs> blow dryer on. Um, I know that sounds like a lot, but it's um, yeah. You'll hear whistles, you'll hear noises as these as these air leakages occurring. So yeah, we'll, we'll depressurize the home first, we'll, we'll walk around, we'll identify these, um, these leakage points, and we'll use a thermal camera to then snap a picture of that and identify that um, defect. Um, whilst we've got the thermal camera out, we also check for any thermal bridging or any obvious thermal bridging, um, and also defective or um, insulation, if there's any there at all. It's pretty, pretty evident, as soon as you have the thermal camera on, what's going on there with insulation. Um, and then from that, we basically prepare a report and issue that to just identifying what the um, air permeability or leakage was and, um, you you know, provide those thermal camera images as part of that of that report as well, identifying all the defects and offer some recommendation on how you can rectify that and improve um, the efficiency or home, energy efficiency of the home overall.
0: Anthony, Anthony S. <laughs> um, we've talked about the building code before um, and that hopefully, potentially, by the end of the year, um, we'll see a little bit more changes towards um, introducing... Um, blower door tests or at least mentioning uh, that possibility um, from your point of view just your opinion um, should it be mandatory to perform um, blower door tests for new built homes
3: and I might just add and, and maybe what you your opinion of what those parameters should be or those performance values should be
2: I do believe it, it has a, a place in our building codes now and uh, moving forward 100% I mean in, in a modern home energy efficiency is becoming very topical with regards to to uh you know energy bills uh, consumption of of fossil fuels and the impact on the environment and so forth um you know it, it it's amazing how we can we, we we can construct a home and we can have inspection points for foundations and inspection points for frames framework and so forth and we we so we, we have sort of three inspection points, I believe it is. Um, and then you can get a certificate of occupancy. And uh, there is no, re- really no mandatory requirement to, to test the home for its, its energy efficiency. Um, so it seems to be that the, our building code is just stuck with, you know, certifying the structural element of our home. And not necessarily ensuring that it's going to be comfortable and energy efficient for you know the next thirty years, yeah. Um, and what that could mean for that particular homeowner, um, whether that's comfort, whether that's a saving with regards to uh, energy bills and so forth. So, it really does need to be a mandatory requirement of the building code, you know, for those for those positive reasons. Um, at the moment, we, you know, our star rating system. Is a desktop audit. It really is. It's a desktop yeah. audit, and um, we look at the plans and the energy reports and so forth, and we stamp them and say, "Yeah, this is a six-star home." In that assessment, and the uh, the software that we use for for assessment of energy efficiency has assumptions for for air infiltration, but they're assumptions. You can't make those assumptions. I don't believe. You know, every house is different, and we need to be able to measure the impact. Um, If the house isn't at that assumption level um, with our with our rating software, um, you know we need to be able to have more flexibility with regards to to having air infiltration or air Mm -hmm. permeability as an input to the total evaluation and certification of that house. Yeah, it's
3: um, that's that's what we want to push for. Absolutely, is to see that that's validated um, and. I just don't think we can highlight the importance of the forgotten air leakage. And like, it, it's just, it's discussed about, it's talked about, but it, it's really, I don't think there's a, a high enough importance put on that, to be honest. Um, and, and we have a tool to test it, unlike other things. So it's,
2: correct, yeah. correct. And the thermal camera, if we get back to my own experience with the thermal camera, I mean, to have the ability to see through walls, you know, to have x-ray vision with a thermal camera, when I went through my house years ago, um, I found um, I found leakage through a window, so I had water. I found water behind. I could see water damage behind the plaster. Uh, I found pockets of walls that didn't have insulation, and I had the the insulation in the roof that was the loose wool. Let's just say not the blankets, um, because the roof junction was just so leaky that uh, when I <laughs> We would normally have a certain wind direction from uh, mostly coming from sort of, the, I guess, the west sometimes. Um, and it pushed all the insulation from one side of the house. Oh, gosh. So you, you wow. And if you went up through the manhole and crawled along, uh, you would see this massive mound of, of, of wool insulation that just been pushed away from one quarter of the house,
0: Yeah.
2: one corner of that house. And, in fact, I think it was above the um, above our master bedroom. Yeah. Where it pretty much had no insulation in the ceiling space at all because of wind coming into that uh, into that wow. Ceiling space. Wow! Yeah, incredible. Oh so yes, so I'll probably have to engage you guys to come through my house and and we'll probably do a blow door test together and maybe you can bring your thermal camera and we can we can check for insulation and make the builder accountable.
3: I would love the opportunity to do that, Anthony. Yeah, definitely. I'll take you up on
2: that. Maybe that's part two of this. Yeah, this yes,
0: the that, that, that time with video to actually show, um, show what, we're, what we're doing. Um, talking yeah. about that, I just want to quickly mention um, for anyone who um, is just trying to Google what a bloat test looks like, we do have um, an infographic up and some pictures on our Instagram that ex- kind of tries to explain the whole setup and then obviously also on the RetroTech uh, or the um, uh, energy conservation website. Um, that we will link uh, after this in the show notes. Um, you can find a lot of information um, about that as well if you wanted to just have a an visual image of um, how it all works. Um, Anthony, just to wrap it up, um, there's one question we always like to ask our, our guests at the end of our episodes. Um, I know we've touched on this a little bit before, but um, maybe picking back up and quantifying um, that answer as well. If you have a free wish for something that could be changed in the building code, um, what would that be
2: well i think it's uh it's probably um i would touch on probably what anthony jay said with regards to you know having that having that comply. it's just another another box to tick to make sure that your energy report you're validating your energy report basically that um you know and even if we at the moment we've, we've got you know roughly about you know 10 air changes per hour that's um that's going to be implemented into the building code um, as a as a point in the sand for, for air infiltration or a leakage, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, if that's the case, then we should subject that house to that particular um, uh, point in the sand to make sure it does comply with that and that, that the energy report um, is, is validated with regards to air infiltration, with regards to ins- uh, insulation um, to make sure it's it's, it's done appropriately. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that would be my wish, that there is some form of validation of the energy rating um, that uh, we construct homes to. Yeah,
3: fantastic. Yeah, I, I, it's not, again, even the, the current default of 10 air changes, it's not difficult to achieve. It's um, not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. I am a bit nervous
2: about my own home. I'm hoping I'm, <laughs> I, I've reduced it dramatically down from uh, from thirty air changes. I'm hoping to to get down to at least that particular point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the best. Um, yeah, all the best with that. Well, all fingers crossed, and yeah, we'll definitely take you up on that offer. We're happy to come by and bring bring our thermal camera, and yeah, maybe even as you said, do a little part two of this and keep people updated on the progress of, of the project. That would be great.
2: Yeah, I should take a few more photos too, so we can show a bit of ceiling around windows and so forth. And yeah, around service penetrations and what we've done to sort of address those. Um So yeah, that would actually that would be a nice little case study that we could um, we could demonstrate to our audience. Um,
0: Definitely.
3: I think we've all signed off on it. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, <think> yeah.
2: <laughs> I've just committed 100 percent I'm sure I'm going to get massive improvements. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 confident I should be able to. Uh, to reduce my air changes you know 10 to 20 at least so. yeah i'm confident let's do it let's do it awesome
0: awesome well on that note we'll see you soon then
2: <laughs> thank you very much i really appreciate the invitation and um and uh, yeah let's uh let's start organizing part two of this podcast will do ah, thanks
3: yeah. so much
0: for your time
2: yeah thank no you problem.
3: anthony really appreciate it thank you
2: thank you <laughs>
0: Thanks again to Anthony for sharing his experience and his personal journey with Blowado Tests with us. We will definitely take him up on his offer and do a part two to show the progress of his renovation. For anyone wanting to get in touch with Anthony, you can find his details on the newly launched Energy Conservation Technologies website, which is energycontact.com. And we'll also put a link to his LinkedIn in our show notes on our website. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your preferred listening platform or leave us a like on YouTube. We appreciate your input. So if you have any feedback at all, please feel free to share and let us know what you think. Until next time.